Welcome to The Last of Us by Story Archives, the official Last of Us commentary pod on the Soapbox Network. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside... Zachary Newton. Welcome. Yeah, this is the uh, the podcast that HBO always says, go and listen to the official podcast. This is totally this is, that podcast. This is the officially unofficial podcast that they may or may not be referring to, to protect <laughs> us legally from the HBO machine. Love it. What do you think of this episode? We haven't talked since watching episode five and uh it's titled endure and survive yeah no i mean definitely i think this is this is one of my top favorites of the season so far Mm. uh much better than last episode however there were a few things that i was just like i thought we were gonna get uh, you know a payoff on and we didn't really get what at least what i was expecting out of the last one because of the way it ends or what in specific? I I mean, so I thought there was going to be much more of a like, you know, hey, we're going to team up and go fight. Um, what's her name? Kathleen. I thought there was going to be much more of like this battle versus the, the zombies thing. And it was it was actually quite abrupt. Like it happened really quick. And the way Kathleen just dies, like th- there there was no sort of. I don't want to say revenge kill or something, but there wasn't really that uh, dynamic of Sam or his brother, uh, Henry, not that the young one would, would kill her, really really getting involved with her death. So I thought there'd be a little bit more there, but there wasn't. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking about this yesterday. Not so much in regards to Kathleen, but in regards to the bloater. We'll call it the bloater because that's the term for that giant infected in the game. I thought, you know, once I saw that thing and I knew that they did not have the type of arsenal required to take down that (laughs) bloater, I totally understood why just running away and hiding is your only option against something like that. Also, the amount of infected that there were at the end, Mm. we got to talk about that because they want us to believe that the Fedra drove all the infected underground. Yeah. What kind of plan is like how how does that work? How do you how do you corral these types of monsters that are this fast that can move so agile like they're just agile and they can they're like Olympic athletes, these damn infected. Yeah. How do you take thousands of these and corral them into the underground? I don't know. Maybe it was more of just killing anything that was ever above the surface and they just like adapted to be like, well, We've already got our little neuro network or whatever mm. you want to call it under the ground. So we may as well kind of just stay there as well. You'd be creating Maybe. a different type of monster though. That's more of like the I am legend monster where they are, they're a little bit more sentient. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get straight into the episode recap. We start, um, we're back to the flashbacks. Last week we did not have one. So we're mm. back to a flashback of what exactly occurred in KC prior to Kathleen's revolutionaries taking over. Interesting that it's in Kansas City, considering the Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, so I was thinking about that too. That's like something you can't really plan. It just kind of happens. That's how you know things are working in your favor when just things like that start to occur. For real. Um, well, we see a little background. We see at Kathleen's group, essentially overthrew the KC Fedra. And we know that she's desperately on the hunt for Henry. But in this flashback, we still don't get a good sense of why she's after Henry. 
Although later on we come to find out that it has to do with the death of her brother, who, I mean, they describe this guy Michael as like some Messiah-like figure. Like he's perfect. <laughs> well, that kind of explains her personality a bit. Yeah. Right? It, like it almost See, like it, like maybe it was like a cult following. Like they didn't really 100%. do anything. They were just like these happy hippies that had guns. And well, <laughs> you know, Kathleen comes in. It puts me a bit at ease. Remember last episode, I was ranking on her hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, just saying, I didn't believe her as this leader of this mercenary group. And I even literally said, I can buy it if it's like her brother who just. I literally said, Yeah, you I could buy it. it if it's her brother who died and he was like this revolutionary leader and everybody gets behind her and they're still kind of like figuring out a plan because it seems like Joel and Ellie stumbled in here maybe like a couple days after Fedra was overthrown. Maybe like 10 days after as we find out because Henry waits for 10 days in that hideout. Mm -hmm. So they just stumbled in here. So I'm okay with Kathleen as this leader, but you could totally see that, not that they have the time now, but if they had the time for like a month or two more, that her second in command probably would have thrown a coup or something at her because he throws some looks at her in this episode with some of her tactics. For example, in the flashback, she decides she's going to kill this group of collaborators and collaborators are, they're like the rats who were helping Fedro weed out the revolutionaries, right? Yeah. So she's looking for Henry because he seems to be the last uh, collaborator out there that she hasn't caught yet. Aside from Edelstein, who's the old man who delivered her as a child? Mm. Who t- yeah. It took me like a few minutes to realize that that's who he was. I don't know about you. I figured that's who it was. Mm-hmm. And there was like that one other person that they were talking about based on what we saw in the last episode. Yeah. Well, I'm buying Kathleen now because of the circumstances. But it seems like she didn't have much of a plan after overthrowing Fedra. This is like... Their resources could better be well spent uh, elsewhere besides doing a citywide manhunt for two people. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't I don't know if I buy her second in command, maybe overthrowing her at some point. You don't? He, he says something later on in the show, and it just kind of seems like he respects her mm. too much. Right? Like, hey, your brother was great, but he never did anything. Or is he, like, or is he in love with her? At least you pushed us to do something. I think he. I don't. I think he's. I don't know if he's, he's maybe in love with her. It, it, it ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> His name's Perry, and Perry has probably the worst end of everybody in this yeah. show. Oh, I, I think I read Perry. I I could be wrong, but I think I had read Perry, the actor, played a few voices in the Last of Us video games. Really? Yeah. Like random NPCs. You, uh, I think like I don't think it was anything super prominent. Mm. And then the the who who was the lady from the first episode that had Ellie? I'm spacing on Marlene. Marlene, the the girl that played Marlene, uh, had initially tried out to play the voice of Marlene in the game back in the day. But they, it didn't end up going. Oh, with it. so she didn't get the Marlene in she the. I thought she Marlene was Marlene game. in the game. No, no, she she didn't get it, but she grew into the character. But didn't Marlene um, look just like her in the game? Very similar. Like they they look very similar. That threw me off. I totally provided the audience with false information there because I said that <laughs> that was Marlene from the game. 
My bad. My bad. Well, Marlene was in the game, but she wasn't Marlene in the game. I was listening to another favorite pod of mine, which is um, Bald Move, and they were talking about how it's kind of hard to believe that they could have this hideout, Henry, Sam, and Edelstein in the city. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking to myself, it's a whole city. You know how yeah. difficult it is to find one spot that these people could be hiding in? It's like a needle in a haystack. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't really understand that too much. I, I thought the thing that I didn't like about this hideout is it feels like it was in line of sight of the QZ. Like it was just right there. Like just yeah. walk out the yeah. gate, look straight at it. It's first right building there, first attic in there. Yeah. What did you think about Henry's plan? I mean, they had enough food for about 10 days. He, They eat all of their food and then they head out kind of foolish i mean i'd be a little hungry well you know i was thinking about this a little bit before we started recording edelstein is like the last semblance of assistance that henry has in taking care of his brother it's like the last he has almost like a father figure right that he's Mm -hmm. getting answers from and getting help from those 10 days pass and he realizes that edelstein's either dead or something like that and he knows that he now has to take all accountability for himself. But it seems that Henry knows his limitations in this episode because his first step upon leaving this safe house is to join up with a stranger who he saw take down some of Kathleen's men and Joel. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked a little bit of the... Uh... Difference, I guess, that we're getting within the characters of Sam and, and Henry here, because the younger brother in the game wasn't deaf. I love that they did that. I know it adds a lot of it adds adds a different dynamic to this completely. He's terrific, by the way. I thought this little kid was yeah. adorable, and uh, he's just like, ah, remember the movie Hardball? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe no. not. <laughs> he kind of gives you that same sense of like care for this little kid. Like he becomes your little brother immediately. Yeah. And when he dies at the end of the episode, it's it's absolutely devastating. Um, yeah. Because his relationship with Henry is just, you know, it's heartwarming. And then his relationship with Ellie, and we're talking about Sam because I kind of mix up the names because they're only in there for two episodes. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Sam is the little brother. Henry's the older brother. But Sam and Ellie's relationship is so pure that it's to see that come to an end hurts, you know, almost more in a way, yeah. right? Because it's like this slice of of the old life, right? Yeah, yeah. it's probably the only friend. Well, it's not the only friend Ellie had. It's probably the only real friend that, that he's had, at least in, in a while. I don't know about you, but you know they've zagged a couple times in the show from the in the show from the game. I was <laughs> I was thinking to myself. Just zag. Let them live. <laughs> Let them live. Because in the game, you know what's coming. So imagine as a show watcher that if you didn't play the game, how much worse this episode was with these two dying. In the game, it's it's bad, but it's not as emotional as this because you don't get this sort of emotional backstory or, or see, you don't get this heavy emotional investment in yeah. these two's relationship, right? Because you assume Henry doesn't look like he's 20 years old. He looks nah. maybe 18, 19 years old. I think he's 17 based off the info I know. Hmm. Sam can't be more than, I think he's eight. I think he says he's eight years old 
in the show. He looks about so eight. That means they were born after the infection, after the outbreak day. So they've grown up in this world. They grew up probably in Casey under the Casey Fedra. Their parents are probably dead, and now he's here to fend for for the first time. You know, leaving some sort of controlled area, uh, and having to fend for his brother in a world well, that he's not uh, built for. It's not that it's just that they were born after day one or whatever you want to call it when all the zombies came out to play, right? If I if I remember correctly from the last episode, we learned that around like 17 years ago, Fedra drove the zombies underground. So it, it's not even that they, they were just born after it started. Like they, oh, yeah. They were also born in a time where in this QZ, there were no zombies. That's like, a great point because he acts like such an idiot when they get in the, in the tunnels. And he yeah. says, see, it's clear. And I'm thinking to myself, shut your mouth. Uh-huh. Well, the Conor McGregor, shut your mouth. One of those (laughs) thinking like an infected was going to pop up. You know, think about it. They got so lucky. They were in the section of the tunnel that didn't have the infected. Yeah. Yeah. Very lucky. Now, my question is this. I don't think that the infected were on the part of the outskirts of town that they were at at the end of the episode. Like when they get through the tunnel. I'm kind of going a little further in, in the recap. You don't have to fast forward yet, though. Yeah. Maybe the cars were creating such a commotion overground that the infected were almost moving with them underground. You get what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was so convenient that the sinkhole opened up right there. Although not convenient enough because Henry and Sam had no plot armor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it definitely was convenient that the hole was right there. However, the show is going to be convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that there would really be a tunnel. Like, I don't think it's so much that they, like, burrow underground and create their own tunneling system. I think they just kind of used what was already there. Now, I could be completely wrong. I don't know. Maybe there was a cave or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, we flash forward to present day where we end last episode, which is with Henry and Sam holding up Joel and Ellie at gunpoint. Uh, we do know that their guns are empty based off of, I think, a prior conversation with Edelstein, that they are out of yeah. ammo. Which makes complete pretty, pretty sense ballsy. as to why he would put, huh? I said pretty ballsy. I found it kind of ballsy that he put his little brother on the grown man and him on Ellie. Yeah. At, at first, I thought, okay, strategically, he's putting himself the more capable shooter to kill the precious cargo if Joel snaps, right? But he's got no mm-hmm. bullets. So... This was an all-out trust plan on Henry and Sam's part to have them cooperate. Now, somebody mentioned something that it looked like Joel saw Henry when he was looking out, when they were looking out from the window, that it Mm. looked like that. And I wonder if if that's actually true or if Joel's just kind of looking the way you look out of a, like the way you would look into a tinted window, that it looks like you're looking at somebody behind it, but you really can't see anything. I wonder if it was more that. But probably, I mean, come on, Joel, Joel stood up all night in the forest just to make sure nobody would come. If, if he saw somebody behind a window, you think he'd go after no him? way he's going to bed. He's not going to be like, ah, oh, no, I wasn't talking stuff. about on top of the building. It was directly after the car crash. And he's kind of like oh. looking out that newspaper window or whatever. I think sometime around there. Got you. 
I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if he saw him. Maybe it was just a he thought he saw something. I don't think it was like a oh I recognize you or mm. see you mm. sort of moment. I love the moment where they're at gunpoint and Joel's voice is not very trusting. He says, Yeah, we're cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, It's okay, he just has an asshole voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's It's great that's like such a perfect ellie charm moment right um yeah you figure henry trusts joel immediately because he sees that he's in a similar situation to him taking care of a child and he's like almost looking to for a mentor here because he he can't hold a fight he he can't fight for himself in this world so he needs Mm -hmm. a guide almost to help him out well, I mean, he, he's mentioned he's never killed anybody, mm. at, at least by his own hand. Yeah. Right. Definitely needs protection. Which makes the end of this episode all the more tragic, knowing that he's never yeah. killed anybody. Yeah. And the first person, you know, we'll get to that. Yeah. We can fast forward into the tunnels. Henry tells Joel about his real story, that he's a collaborator. At which point I kind of rolled my eyes at Joel when he says, I don't work with rats. I'm like... Okay, this isn't the. Yeah. We're not in the mob right now. You know, this isn't like a. This isn't a city perfectly well running, buddy. Like it, what you did before doesn't really matter at this mm-hmm. point. You guys need to help each other. Uh, but nonetheless, we find out that Henry is a collaborator who helped. Pretty much is the Judas to Michael, right? Mm-hmm. He gave up Michael to provide leukemia medicine for his little brother to save his brother's life. Yeah, which caused Michael to be killed. What do you think about this? About that is the, the choice to betray the the voice of the revolution, so to speak, for the little brother. I mean, I get it. Like, I don't really know how involved Henry was with the revolution beyond just knowing who's who, or at least a single individual. So. I mean, I get it. I can't, I kind of I can't blame him. Yeah, I don't know where his parents are. I'm assuming his parents are dead. I would assume. It's a tough situation, right? Like, how do you? Because Michael did nothing wrong to deserve mm-hmm. that. Well, I mean, he he did run a revolution. No, but it wasn't a a violent revolution. From what we that's, find out on this episode, yeah, it that, was that's true. It was just trying to overthrow. A government that was raping and and freaking pillaging their their own people, yeah. So he was a, a good guy. He even Henry says, "I gave up the greatest man that I've ever met." That's true. That's true. So when the guy who's betraying you says, "I just I just betrayed the greatest man I've ever met," the kind of guy who makes you want to follow him into the fire type of thing, mm-hmm. that tells you something. So it's kind of, you know, it's a it's kind of messed up, in a way. It is, but you're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. It he he was he was, but he was a collaborator before betraying Michael, according to to him. So it seems like he was already looking out for his brother in a way. It's it's tough, yeah. right? He does. There is he pays for it at the end in a way, and some yeah. some karmic. You know, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> pretty messed it up. Is. It's very messed up. You know, I don't I don't mean to keep bringing up the game a bunch, but you can't not talk about the game to some degree when you make a TV show based off the game. Yeah, there's nothing wrong this, with talking about the this game. whole this whole scene here where they're they're kind of going under the tunnel and you know they're in 
in this like i don't know it looks like a child's like well not a single child's but like a like a playroom for kids or whatever there's painting everywhere uh that it reminds me so much of the game like, it's a, that's there, literally there being, in the game yeah yeah tunnels under there and all the paintings like there, there's a few different places that that we see that um even later on in the game so i'm, I'm curious to see uh how uh, how much we're gonna kind of stick to that i think there was some some places that had a uh what was it it was like a a water park or water museum or something i'm, I'm curious to see how how they play that one out or if they even give it to us well there, there was some there was some interesting story story pieces that happened there they do go through the tunnel and it does end up being clear as henry's saying technically and they yeah. find this civilization underground. And Joel talks about that they're, oh, he had heard about people who went underground and made these civilizations mm-hmm. to survive. And in the game, you do discover this as well. And you find these, I think you find these little notes that tell you, like, it pretty much gives you a TLDR, mm-hmm. long story short, version of how things went well and then how they went to crap. Yeah. Now, I do wonder if everything went to crap because Fedra drove all the infected underground when they had their civilization down here. So all of the infected part of it's pretty much, that's why there's kids in those infected yeah. groups. Cause you just see this playroom. Yeah. And so that means that the kids were killed and they became infected, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty crazy. Well, I don't know about you, but when Ellie and Sam are playing in this playroom and they're making so much noise I playing soccer. Like every time that ball hit the wall. I was like, yeah, no. smack no. that ball against the wall a little harder guys. Come on, you know. I'm also just thinking, like, where, where exactly underground it's is the bloater. this tunnel? Because there's just like there's vents that look like they're going straight up to the surface. I mean, you can see sunlight. Can you see sunlight? Hear you? Yeah, where those? Fa- I mean, where the fans are? Sure, it looks like sunlight. I didn't catch it. Oh yeah, so it's not too far underground. Yeah, you see that? Right yeah. There? It's, a, it's like an exhaust fan with sunlight. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They make it through the tunnel with, with no issue and make it out to the other side. It's in this place where earlier in the episode, Henry tells you that he's a collaborator, but it's in the playroom. They decide to take it easy there for a little bit and pass the time, wait for nighttime yeah. before moving where Henry tells him about betraying Michael. And it's at this point, I think, that Joel can relate to him because, you know, you think about Joel. What would what would Joel do in the situation where it was the good of society mm-hmm. or the life of his child? What would he do? I think he would definitely be trying to protect his child at all costs. Yeah, Joel like seems like the get, kind of guy we who... We saw that. We get glimpses of it even with Ellie. Yeah, I think he, Joel's the kind of guy who burns down a city. Yeah. For, for the life of his child, you know? Mm-hmm. We get a scene with Kathleen where it's a little more backstory of her relationship with Michael, which makes you understand. It kind of just helps you buy into their movement of what's going on a little bit more. It shows how much she loved her brother, how he, this guy was perfect, apparently. This guy, <laughs> he, he even advised her to forgive Henry. Yeah. And she's still going through with this. So it shows. 
you know, and I had heard, I've heard a couple pods and some of them were saying how Kathleen was a capable leader and Michael wasn't. I disagree. The only reason she had a successful revolution is because he died. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think anything would have happened if he didn't die. For there to be a revolution strong enough to overthrow a government, you need to have a, like a actual cause, like something that is strong enough to spur the people to to freaking have a war because there's gonna be people who a lot of people who die so let's get to the part where henry joel ellie and sam make it out of the tunnel because it's in that kathleen scene where we get a reaffirmation of perry affirming that his loyalty to kathleen and helping her find henry because it's at this point where he's trying to kind of like talk her off the ledge from continuing this manhunt you know Mm -hmm. um but he's going down with her. You know, it's kind of tragic because Perry had a couple of opportunities in this episode to kind of take her out and uh, and say, hey, we're going nowhere. There's a freaking beast down below in the tunnels right now that we got to take care of. And we're worried about one guy who's running for his life who will be caught at some point or die out there trying. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? You know, we have a city to run. You know, that. I think that people would have gotten behind Perry. I think people get behind anybody in a situation like that. Especially if you got a gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Say, hey, it yeah, helps. yeah, we're going to put Kathleen. We think she's mentally unstable. We're putting her. We're not going to kill her. We're just going to put her in prison. Okay? And we're going to take over from here. Yeah. He, he just seems too loyal to her. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, what happens a little bit later on in this and, and I, I think I might actually go back on what I said earlier where maybe there is this little bit of like Perry that, that kind of loves Kathleen because they're, they're like that defense mechanism that, that he had where, where you know he kind of tells her to run uh-huh. a little bit later it kind of had that feeling so maybe maybe I could see it I'll, I'll have to watch it again with that lens on yeah um, it feels that way you know, mm-hmm. to blindly go because he just kind of knows this whole path is doomed just by his facial expressions in this episode. He, I mean, he wants the collaborators to get a trial, uh, but he's but he's a coward in a way, right? He's continuing yeah. to move forward with these things that he knows are bad plans. Yeah. Well, when they make it out of the tunnel, Henry thinks it's got their they're home free until there's a sniper in the window, which is also <laughs> from the game, if I'm not. Yes. It is. It's to- it's totally from the game, and it's amazing how much this reminds me of the game. And I feel like, wow, that that, that happened. And yeah, the sniper thing did happen. And but he was the a bad. In which it happened was so different. So different. So different. That yeah. means we're not getting that exact moment. But yeah, in the game, it's a moment where you do. Un- I think you unlock the the sniper, or the hunting rifle. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get it. You so, got to protect. So all ima- three of them. So imagine this: like in the game, you're you have like basic weapons up until now. And then when you take out the shooter in the window, you get his gun, which provides you like an upgraded, like a ranged weapon now. So in the show, though, it's so much better. I mean, he sneaks up on this guy who has terrible aim, right? Yeah, I mean, he's like an old half Yeah, yeah. He's old, half blind. And you get a glimpse of who Joel is because he sneaks into the house, sneaks up behind this guy who's got to be, I don't know, half deaf or something because... Well, I mean, you are shooting a gun. Like, you're not going to hear little 
crickety noises. I mean, you got to know that somebody's going to sneak up behind you. You can't just be camping in this window the whole time and just firing away without anybody coming into the house, you know? Anyways, Joel desperately does not want to kill this man, which shows you who Joel is. Mm -hmm. But it's too late. The guy turns around and makes his decision. Joel has to end him. And the old man has already alerted the resistance that Henry's here, right? Mm -hmm. It's at this point we know we're in for... (laughs) (laughs) We're in for a final showdown in this area, right? Yeah. Kathleen and the Calvary show up, which it feels like it takes forever for that truck to reach them, right? When it you does. see when you see that sled in the front and it's like, when are they gonna just hit Ellie and all these? Yeah. Right? It just like Yeah, it, I mean they're not they're not going <laughs> they're not that far away. They're moving pretty dang quick. That's like what, fifty fifty miles an hour? So. Yeah, because they show the truck there and then it shows them like ten feet away, and then they continue to show these shots of it going through cars. And then it's further away. Like, yeah. it felt like the truck was very close. <laughs> and then somehow Ellie, Henry, and Sam outran a truck coming at them like at 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You got to love Ellie. She's like, <laughs> she's thinking to herself while she's running away from this truck, I'm never going to get a chance to fire this gun, so I might as well just fire yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got to shoot something. You know, I got to say, Joel is a pretty darn good shot. It takes him a few. Yeah, he is a good shot with some of these shots he lands. Uh, at He kills the truck driver. The truck blows into the house, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the reason the hole on the ground opens up because it blows up. Yeah. Catches fire, blows up. Causes such a commotion some, that probably yeah. all the infected within a 10-mile radius make it over there. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe maybe they heard the explosion versus just the the trucks running. Or what about those vines that are in in DC or wherever they were, Boston? That's true. That's true. I mean, they got to be yeah. running over those vines the whole way. <laughs> They're yeah. just kind of like running over them and creating this highway for the infected. You know? Yeah, that's true. With signs everywhere. You know, I I kind of find it hard to believe that they didn't just like under kathleen's orders you start firing away you've got like 30 guys with assault rifles. just charge you just saw just three people into the building just fire into the building oh with the sniper people. up there yeah i mean well, it's, well 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 maybe maybe they don't know that their sniper is dead i don't know i think it's that classic villain moment where it's like let me drag this out i know i've got my prey where i want them you know yeah I've got this in the bag. That always that always frustrates. How do you like me how do you like that practical like, lighting with the fire on the ground? Oh, it's phenomenal. Right? From the window, it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. You got like all these fire embers on the ground that are just controlled. Mm-hmm. It looks cooler from Joel's window. Absolutely. Right there. It's just a bunch of little fires lighting everybody. It's so it's good. It's genius. It's genius. You know, it took them three weeks of night shoots to get this scene down packed really mm-hmm. three weeks wow. yeah that's why when i have a client who wants to do things in one day i'm like you have no idea <laughs> you want you want professional look at this you like last of us it took three weeks to get those five minutes <laughs> three weeks of night shoots that's crazy that's 21 nights to get five minutes okay yeah you know you can't rush professionalism <laughs> anyways 
Henry gives himself up to Kathleen in exchange to try to let the children live. But Kathleen won't have it. She wants the kids dead too. Mm-hmm. You can understand why she wants Sam dead because she lost Michael. So it's like, you know, eye for an eye, yeah. tooth for a tooth. Yeah. Her I, coldest I, line I, in the I episode. I can only think of the, the Nick Cave and the bad scenes, uh, bad, wow, bad seeds uh, song. When, when you say eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mercy seat. All right. The ha- most haunting line of the episode is when Kathleen says, kids die, Henry. When she says that, I'm like, that is the coldest line. Her voice annoys me in terms of this lady being in charge. She just seems deranged. Her character. I, I think that's part of what they're trying to get us to, to buy into, right? Like she's some sort of like deranged yeah oh yeah I mean, maybe that's why people are people follow her that's it's that deranged that pushes everybody to do these things it reminds me of you've seen ozark of course not the last season but i've seen every other season what's the name of the mother oh i don't remember her name it's been it's been like a year or two since i've seen it it's so it's freaking what is her name I know who you're talking Charlotte about. Charlotte is the daughter. Marty is the husband. Claire? Maybe. That doesn't sound right. Let me let me look it up. Well, while you look it up, I'm gonna I'm just gonna watch uh Wendy. go ahead and, and take a few headshots from people in the dark. Yeah, the 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 ha- there's a haunting moment where the truck that blows up sinks into the ground. The hole opens up and all the infected come out. In that moment, oh my gosh. I mean, it's in, it's in that moment that you know they have no chance in a world with these infected on the, on the run. There's just oh, no crazy. way. And Joel's out there just calmly protecting Ellie like the sniper from above. He saved her life yeah. about six times. Yeah. And we get the final moment. What do you think of that slowdown of perry that was not at the right frames i don't know what was going no, on there it was not at the right frame rate it's like this stylistic thing thing that people do sometimes where they i feel like they intentionally use a frame rate that's not high and slow it down and you get this sort of like almost like stop motiony like frame you realize it immediately when it's occurring i i hate it i hate that like i'm okay with going a little slow-mo but i prefer it when it's more like this seamless sort of thing i I can't stand the frame yeah i I think i would have preferred none of it at all however i don't think a a very smooth slowdown would have worked there i think you needed something a little jolty because it is like a type of thing yeah like like all these effects came out but what is that thing what the hell and did this thing evolve over time like this giant monstrosity of infected did this thing over time become bigger or was this an enormous human who was underground and was infected nah, nah. It, it over time it, it had to have become bigger because it, if you look at a lot of the smaller zombies they still have a lot more of their human elements to it then you look at the clickers and their heads are destroyed yeah right they can't see so then they develop so i feel like the, the bloaters they've just I don't know, man. If if you if you've got like an infection and it just keeps spreading and spreading and spreading, and it kind of takes over your whole body, right? It you just become this other thing over time. By the way, some of this choreography reminded me of uh, of Game of Thrones, the Battle of the Bastards. 
I haven't seen Game of Thrones yet. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> How on earth? It's on my list. What were you doing over that 10-year period that you didn't watch Game of Thrones? I wanted to watch it, but I was like, eh, they're already in season three. I'm not going to watch it right now. (laughs) Too far behind. You know what that means. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming soon. A whole commentary pod of Game of Thrones. That would take us like two years. Yeah, it would. This, uh... Like nine year old clicker girl. The, the kid clickers like are the one things that scared me the, the most. Was terrifying. Crawling in the car like like a demonic child. Yeah, it was. She was like a gymnast or something. By the way, why did the infected all run away at the end? Because there's a moment there. Let's just talk about it. Kathleen's end. She finally uh, chases down Henry, even though mm-hmm. in the midst of the infected overrunning everything, she's still concerned about killing Henry. Of course. Okay. Kind of like, if I'm going to die, you're going to die too, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And ironically, a kid kills her. A kid clicker kills her. Yeah. Which the theme of this episode is, you know, if you're going for revenge, like if you betray someone or you go for revenge, you die. Pretty much avenge. Revenge kills the Avenger. Yeah. Why did the infected all run away at the end? What was the commotion that drove mm-hmm. drove them away? Was it, was it the cars driving away? <laughs> possibly i didn't I mean, my, notice my though. thought would just be noise coming from the city uh maybe i don't know no, noise from the city from the people someone running away i didn't catch if cars drove away wow in the end we have joel ellie sam and henry made it to a motel and they're kind of just camping it out there. Yeah. Ellie and Sam are playing or reading a comic together, and Joel and Henry are bonding a bit. Joel kind of apologizes for being harsh to him for calling him a rat earlier, mm-hmm. uh, understanding what he he has to do as a kid. He's a kid too. You know, he may not be eight years old, but he's 17 and he has to be a man, you know, in this world. Yeah. And so they relate to each other there. It's heartbreaking in this scene when Sam shows Ellie his bite mark because she thinks that it's as simple as her blood being put on him to say, to cover him, you know, to, you know, when I, when I saw that, I wasn't sure if that was like a, is she just trying to kind of make something up to keep him calm? Or is she just like, I don't know how this works. Maybe this will work. I'm just going to do this thing and maybe it'll work. I don't think it was something to keep him calm because she would have waited until he fell asleep to go to the other room and to tell Joel. Hmm. Right? So she obviously thought that this would work. Yeah. And I'm praying in my head. I'm thinking to myself, I know what happens in the game. Please work. I'm thinking in my head, please (laughs) just deviate, deviate. Yeah. They play a game. I thought for a moment it would. I'm like, I don't know. I would have been totally cool with it, but that would have been too much of a zag to just spread her blood on wounds, you know? Yeah. They play a game of, you know, why are you scared? Mm -hmm. And Ellie relates to him and lets him know, like, you know, I'm scared all the time, man. Like, I. I'm just pretending I'm not kind of thing. 
It's a it's a sad deep scene because Sam is thinking to himself, you know, maybe this is my end. You know, he hasn't seen too many infected, and he's been bit by one. You know, yeah, but that's true. For having been he, for having been bit though, he's really not wincing in pain at all. I don't know if it's that much of like an ouch it hurts thing. I mean, it's just I don't know. Have it been bit by a zombie? I, I couldn't tell you. What what I can tell you though yeah, is not yet. Sam is really chill for having after been bit. that traumatic experience of Bo- seeing both this of these kids are very chill. Army of zombies. <laughs> I would just be I would be shaking blood like, for around. for hours, probably for days. Yeah. Like I'm chilling in that motel for a couple of days. Like we're not leaving the next morning. You're gonna have to sleep that one off, man. Yeah. That's just actually I would want to get out of that city. One hundred percent. Yeah. However, I, I like I don't think the zombies would be coming out this way to you. Like that they would they went deeper into the city. I feel like they're kind of already on the outskirts at this point. So if there's anywhere to be, probably it is is the motel on the the outskirts of the city at this point. Now, I know Ellie had an innocent plan, but you can't help but wonder if Henry would still be alive if she had said it the night before. Or if Henry also still would have taken his own life. I don't... I think the only reason Henry takes his own life, both in the show and in the game is because in his mind he killed his little brother. It, I don't think it's so much that his brother died. Oh, I think it's, that it's he because shot his it's because he shot head. his brother. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's to live with that on your conscience. Although and it's it, although it's not well, sorry, continue that. Oh, I was just going to say that like that this could be from somebody who may not really understand the whole zombie thing too much or the the infected thing because of the timing of when they all went underground right like knowing that he's not really there anymore at all it's not him what happens in the game is it the same as this i don't remember it's similar in that um uh sam got infected but i don't think you knew until it was that morning yeah same same because ellie ellie was out with uh henry and joel and you know Henry's like, oh, I let him sleep in. You want to go wake him up for breakfast or whatever? So she goes in to wake him up, and he's just kind of standing there menacingly, runs, and then and then the rest of the details are basically the same. Henry kills himself? Yeah, Henry shoots Sam after shooting at Joel to not shoot at Sam. And then uh, after he shoots him in the head, he's like, what did I do? And then shoots himself. Oh my gosh! So, very, very similar. So to it's this. the same thing, but it's haunting in the show. Like, oh, it is. It's one of those things where it's bleak, man. Like I don't remember Last of Us Part One being this bleak, but it is. I think because there's so much levity between Ellie and Joel mm-hmm. that you don't remember that side of things. But yeah, the thirty second span of Henry waking up, realizing what's going on. He has to make a decision quick. He knows Joel's going to shoot him. Yeah. And then Henry makes the quick choice to shoot his brother. 
it's 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 so hot it's haunting it's tough to watch honestly this (laughs) the kid who plays henry and the kid who plays sam i mean henry's gonna get whatever roles he wants sam it's a little more difficult because he's because he's deaf but he's Mm -hmm. both of them are just create a actors like they will get whatever roles like if they fit for a role Mm-hmm. This is what you send the <laughs> the, <laughs> the casting coordinator. They did a great job. I mean, you, you really buy into the character. You really buy into the scene. It's Joel at the end understands ridiculous. Joel's begging him for the gun when begging Henry for the gun when he shoots Sam because he knows what's coming next. He knows he's not at risk here. Yeah, he knows it's that Henry's going to turn it on himself. And the real haunting thing is Ellie's. Ellie's reaction to seeing Henry shoot himself is the audio of that is is haunting. Um, it's just the things that she's had to witness as a little girl, and Sam too. I mean, he had to witness terrible things. It's too much, and it's uh, yeah. at the end when they're burying Henry and Sam together outside of the the motel. Yeah, she doesn't even want to talk about it. She's kind of like Joel in a way that he doesn't even want to talk about his past. She just changes the subject to what's directly in front of him. <clears throat> which is to get going. So she drives them away. He's trying to have that moment like to talk about it mm-hmm. or to lament the situation. Mm-hmm. But um, she keeps it moving, which you got yeah. to. I think you got to. And I think it's that lesson you have to learn in this harsh world of The Last of Us where if you get mm-hmm. too close to somebody, it's harder when you lose them. It's true. And Joel's learned that lesson. That's why he's... You know, either been betrayed by people or he's lost people he cared about. Yeah. And now Ellie's learning these same lessons, which is difficult. And that's where episode five ends. They bury Henry and Sam. Ellie leaves a note for Sam apologizing to him. And Ellie being the stronger one here, urging them to go west. End of episode five of The Last of Us. (laughs) A great episode. I mean horribly sad yeah we need like a lighthearted so well done yeah <laughs> uh and ending ending a show after a murder suicide's great um what was what was your uh what was your favorite part of the show this episode yeah or the showdown at the end with the infected coming out and everything just the the culmination of all that was was probably my favorite yeah, I I feel like the the first half of this was it was a, it was a good build up to to the second half. Um I think my favorite parts were it was a mix between just the the whole zombie war and then specifically Sam and Ellie at night kind of just chatting it up and playing their their game of fears as you put it. Um you know, I, I think that was that was nice to just kind of continue building out uh I will building say, out the character. I will say The Last of Us is refreshing in that they're not dragging anything out. Other shows would have had yeah. like uh, they would have ended the season with Kathleen, but The Last of Us makes for a two episode detour. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, if you think if you think if you compare it to like The Walking Dead, right? Like bringing Negan or, or oh yeah, else, Negan's still there for a couple he, seasons. He's still there. You know, it's like. <laughs> You, they drag out these characters that have no business being he's still there, you know? Yeah. Even if it's in the comic or whatever, it's just these storylines drag out and it's just uh, 
you can't help but feel it's, it's a it's a money grab you know instead of just telling your story in one shot you know of what the story is to be told and then play your cards after that you know um yeah just doesn't leave you any sense of oh they're really dragging this out like no i think part one's coming to an end i don't think there's two seasons of, of last of us part one i think it ends this season i i hope so like i mean i, I know they want to make it into a movie at first and i was just like eh, you, you can't do it it's it's too short right like the game is so freaking long right like i think it would have been like a been like a three-part movie if they did it in movies this is why, a TV this is why harry potter is gonna be a tv show how on earth can you make <laughs> those books into movies there's so there's so much like it's there's so, so many stories and so many like subplots that you could go into did you buy hogwarts legacy i haven't bought it yet now but you, i've been watching not some gonna, of the game you're not gonna buy it you're not gonna buy it we'll see we'll you're see. not gonna get it no nah, you're it, not gonna it, get it. it it's like it's like red dead redemption but with wizards and stuff <laughs> yeah you're, you're not gonna get that's it. that's what it looks like to me I don't we'll think, see i don't think we'll you're see. harry potter guy i don't know i don't know oh uh, well, all right what's the next category I, I was gonna go over best character Ah, oh, it's Sam and Henry. It's 100%. Yeah, I, I wrote both of them down, and I wrote both of them down in that order as well. Yeah. Sam and Henry. That's, yeah, that would be, that's the order I'd put it into. Yeah. It's, you know, it's horrible, horrible. Best line in the episode. I've got two. I have a feeling one of ours at least is the same. Kids die, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that That's that's one that, that I have written down. That's the one that it's a memorable line. What's the other one? I think the other one is like uh, Ellie going, "No, he just sounds like that. He has an asshole voice." <laughs> <laughs> that one's great. That one's great. My the other one that I remembered, it wasn't so much a line that was spoken, but it was it was the "I'm sorry" written on the little. Pad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, one that I, killed I, me. I just that killed I remember. Me. Yeah. Any any sort of like odd goofs or strange things that you're like why would that ever happen i thought it hella convenient that the hole opened up yeah. to save them type of thing like they should have put like plot armor in subtitles <laughs> on the screen like i'm kind of disappointed that they didn't bust out of the ground of the city like we were seeing that i was that move. i was a little disappointed that they didn't have a horrifying tunnel experience that the last of us makes you endure as a player Oh my god, I hated that. I hated going. I would sometimes save the game and turn it off because I'm like, I'm not in the mood right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you you know, once you enter that, it's going to be like an hour grind just trying to get through that. Hour time. and a half of crouching around clickers and bloaters oh and throwing glass bottles. It's like, yeah, no, 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 no. That's why I could care. When I was playing Last of Us, I could care less about collectibles in the game. Yeah, I was rushing through tunnels. Yeah. No, sir. I agree. Anything else? I was going to ask if you had any predictions for the next episode, actually. I would have, I have to say. I have we, one, and I don't know if it's going to be true, but. I think we get the time skip next episode. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I think there's going to be a time jump. Yeah. I don't think we're going to go from this back into like another, all right, let's go travel and walk 500 miles or anything like that. I think we're just going to get a, a, a big time jump, just like we got in the game. It what, will appear. What season did we go to? Did we, we go, did we go to winter or we went to fall? Or was it spring? I think it. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. 
I think that we're gonna pretty much we're gonna catch up with Tommy next episode. That's my prediction. But it'll okay. be but it'll be another sort of setup episode. Mm-hmm. For then another one, and then the and then a grand finale. Sounds about right. I mean, we're on episode five, though. We still have four left, so four left. So we meet Tommy next episode. We have some sort of action episode with Tommy, then another setup episode, and the finale. Yeah, we have. Hold on, how many episodes are there? Nine. I think there's. Yeah, I think we said there was nine in total. Okay. Interesting. All right. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you for listening to The Last of Us. Season 1, Episode 5 by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. Or you can visit our website at stopebox.house. Almost messed that one up. You can find links out to this podcast and a whole bunch of others on the network. And if you're not following us on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you're potting, please do tell your friends, your lovers, and strangers that you meet on the street to help us grow this network and continue to provide you entertaining commentary about The Last of Us and other television shows. Until next time, endure and survive. <laughs>